Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Cathy. Hello. And this is The Cinema, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Uh, we're going to do something a little different today. So this isn't our usual uh, episode format where we walk to the cinema and then walk back from the cinema. Uh, we are instead going to do a quick roundup of all the movies we saw at the Cork International Film Festival, which just finished up. A lot of people have been asking us, in particular, about what we thought about All of Us Strangers, because we had put it up on our Instagram that we were going. So what we're going to do is for we'll check through everything we saw at the festival. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. And then at some point we'll do like a deep dive, proper review on All of Us Strangers and a couple of the others. But um, we just wanted to give top line thoughts now because it's fun to just chat through what we saw, what we liked, what that, we recommend. That's right. So so things we're going to talk about are uh, Poor Things, the new Yorgos Lanthimos movie Brave the Dark uh, writer-director Damien Harris that's the brother of Jared Harris who's also in it Uh, we're going to speak about some uh, short family films we saw uh, in a Belgium uh, French um, animated film which was the family gala called Sirocco and the Kingdom of the Winds we're going to talk about All of Us Strangers and uh, the new Finnish film by director Aki Kaurasmaki, which is Fallen Leaves. So that's what you're going to hear here. But before we do that, we'd like to say a big thank you to uh, all of our listeners for the past seven years, or whether you're old or new, or uh, however long you've been here, because we just won uh, an award last week at the Irish Podcast Awards. We were named Best Arts and Culture Podcast, uh, which we are delighted and thrilled about. about. Uh, And just, yeah, but we just want to really just wish a big thank you to all of you guys for listening to, to this which is now officially an arts and culture yeah, we never consider that podcast we're we very just, cultural we just consider ourselves a movie podcast but movies we, are art now we are talking movies we cover the, this episode is probably the art yeah i was gonna say episode of this the is year. this looks like a reaction to that <laughs> it looks like oh we're supposed to be doing arts and culture let's go to a film festival and talk about finnish films not. The, the film festival has been on for three weeks I'm on the board of the directors of uh, Cork Film Festival, which is a voluntary position, and I love it. And I love Cork Film Festival. It's an amazing festival. It actually ran over three weeks this year, which is, I think, one of the longest film festivals. (laughs) Usually they go over two weeks. There was lots of operational reasons it went over three weeks this year, but it was actually wonderful for us as people who attend the festival. So we got to see loads of stuff. We loved it. It's an amazing, it's one of the oldest film festivals in the world. It's in its 68th year. And it's quite incredible and run out of cork so we're very proud of it yeah it was a great it was a great few weeks um we are very proud of it and our kids love going as well because the kids films we watched were in like the everyman theater which is a beautiful old theater in cork so it's kind of special instead yeah. of just going to your average cinema you know so let's kick it off uh we we were at the opening gala in the cork opera house we saw all uh, sorry we saw uh, poor things the new <laughs> yorgos lanthimos movie the director of uh dog tooth the favorite um Killing of a sacred deer, the lobster. Uh, so I, I actually am a big fan of him. Um, yeah, same. But then I realised I've only actually seen the lobster from all his work. So I've got a lot of, I've got a lot to do. Well, I've now seen, seen four favorite. things as well. No, you saw it without me, and you can scroll back in this podcast feed to find Kathy's review of the oh, favorite. Oh, I went with our friend Nick, of course. Yeah, yeah you didn't come. I loved the favorite. So and, this and Emma is Stone the... is in that as well as this. That's right, and a lot of the same crew from The Favourite, I think, worked on this. So the uh, the director of photography and uh, two of the producers were on stage to present the film. 
Um, I thought this was incredibly good. It it's amazing. one of my favourite films of the year. Um, it is weird and wacky and wonderful. It's based on a, a, a novel from 1992, which uh, Jorgos Lanthimos was a, a huge fan of and has been wanting to make for a while. Um, what's it about? It's, uh, do you know, I, I actually would recommend just going in completely cold like I did um, because the discovery of, of kind of what this <laughs> yeah, film is. We didn't know what we were going to see. Yeah, it's, it's just wonderful in itself because it is unlike anything you'll ever see. It's incredibly unusual. Visually so unusual. Stunning. And the director of photography, Robbie Ryan, was there and spoke and he's Irish, as were a couple of the producers, which is very cool. But the, I think as a film to be the director of photography on, it's a goodie because it's amazing looking and they shot a load of very cool scenes and they shot them in front of like LED screens, not green screen. And it just looks wonderful. It is really weird. Like people behind us got up and left during this film as a warning. Um, and we're going to do a, like a full review on this that we'll post um, on the feed when the film's at we're going to post it when the film comes out because there's no point in doing it now because people haven't seen it yet I suspect I suspect those people left because of the explicit sexual content <laughs> in this movie it has it has really like um, explicit sex scenes the sex stuff's out there but a lot of the other stuff's out there as well like um, so well I remember when we saw The Lobster you and I years ago in the cinema we both got up and said wow how good was that that was just we just hit our vibe perfectly and then i remember the people behind us overhearing them saying that was one of the worst films i've ever <laughs> yeah, seen so, like- <laughs> so clearly that's the the, the vibe yorgos lanthimos creates which i yeah. which i like i mean I'm, i lo- i love i think polarizing films are always more interesting with the, i with will the say beginning of this film though for like the first five minutes i was worried i was like oh this is too weird for me yes like and- it was very weird but then it but then then I got into it and I was able to follow it so give yourself a couple of minutes and I would also say uh, I think that kind of um, description can be very off-putting for a movie Um, but uh, this isn't weird and uh, wacky in an arty kind of pretentious kind of way like I personally can't get on with David Lynch I, and I know he's incredibly popular and revered, but most of his stuff is just so out there and arty for me. I can't get on board with it. I found Poor Things, and I think in general, Jorgos Lanthimos' style, to be very accessible. Yeah. And it's it's laugh out loud funny. If you don't get the sense of humour, though, like our audience was all laughing, and it also was an Irish audience who like tend to have a good sense of humour, but if the audience wasn't laughing and you took it the wrong way, it could tank in a screening. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. our audience was all laughing. Uh, right onto the. But next. I highly recommend. Highly it. recommend. Like yeah. if you don't, if you don't, if you if you're not into it after half an hour, I'd say just turn it off. <laughs> but but give it give it that much. Uh, no, I think you should watch the whole thing because it gets more and more visually cool. Oh as my it god, goes it's on. so Emma Stone, interesting. Like I've always known she was a good actress, but she's phenomenal. Oh, I mean, look, she's got a Complete lot to do. Is it? But it's, it's a huge range yeah. of a role here. It's, Mark this Ruffalo is kind of, brought the house down. He's so funny in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is hilarious. Right. And, and Willem okay. Dafoe is, we can't is in here. Talk about it's this so movie. good. We're anyway, anyway, we will do that later. Uh, right, so you saw. I didn't go to this, but you saw Brave the Dark, um, the uh, true story of a, a teenager who was kind of, um, you know, quote unquote, you know, rescued by, or he claims, is a salvation at the hands of, a, of a, an English teacher he had, played by Jared Harris, the teenager played by Australian Nicholas, Nicholas Hamilton. This is a movie based on uh, the true life um, story of uh, that self-written, self-published uh, by, by the, the, the protagonist. And this is by writer-director Damien Harris. And Jared's this was, boy. I felt so bad. I went to this one, Dave didn't come for babysitting reasons. And um, 
the, actually all the Harris brothers were there, including Jared Harris, who's like Dave's idol. Yeah, and I just finished watching Foundation <laughs> season two. So I was just like, I was on a real Jared Harris buzz. You should buzz. have been there, but I was there. Um, and so it was He's quite so wonderful. talented. So it was the international premiere of it. So they, because Cork Film Festival only premieres movies. So they don't, they don't take movies that aren't an Irish premiere. And then this actually was the international premiere. So it's played in the States and a few festivals, but hadn't played anywhere else. And it was so cool because it aired like a couple of days after the, uh, the actor strike ended. So they got up on stage and they were like, we've been at festivals, but we've not been able to speak about it, the actors. So mm. they got to talk about it. So there was such a good buzz. And their dad like loves Cork. Um, Richard Harris. Richard Harris. So they've got like a real connection with the city. And like they donated his archive to like the university in Cork and stuff like that a couple of months ago. So they like love Cork. They they also uh, they released a documentary about their father. Yeah, as well, right? that was at the Cork Film Festival yeah, last yeah, yeah. year that premiered. And um, so anyway, but the film the film is I really liked the film. It's like quite emotional. It's kind of a bio. It is a biopic, um, which as you can imagine tends to be harrowing um, usually because of the subject matter. And um, the guy who is the main character in this actually was there and he originally wrote the script like 10 years ago and then Damien Harris got involved really wanted to make it and they spoke about it on stage afterwards the guy who it's about um said he had written it as most people would in like a completely linear fashion and then Damien Harris came along and kind of helped him they worked on it together to actually fix it into like more of a script and how it will be told um so he's an incredible guy and he had this incredible English teacher who supported him not dangerous mind style um, and he, <laughs> he didn't he played, didn't sit in a chair backwards <laughs> no played by Jared Harris who's wonderful and so the film is a bit traumatic but it actually deals with like really um, kind of amazing subject when you think about it of like there's so many kids out there who are lost and like if one you know the impact one wonderful person can have on a kid's life and I think that was the message to take away from it um, and Jared Harris played the teacher so wonderfully who's since passed away and um so it's very much like, you know, supporting people and specifically supporting people who've worked, who've experienced trauma. So they, they found it, there's a foundation now kind of supporting kids who've suffered trauma and um, the guy who the movie's based on works for them. So it's a lovely story and I was really happy to see it in the cinema and like there wasn't a dry eye in the house, I'll say. Um, so it's an emotional film, but I really enjoyed it. And I thought the Aussie actor who played him was brilliant as well. And also it's set in the 80s, which is always, I think, very nice. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Another thing we went to in the uh, Everyman Theatre was um, the family shorts um, showing. So there was a, an hour and a half of uh, animated shorts uh, for for all ages, which we brought our two boys to. Uh, and there were some r- really good ones in yeah, here. Yeah, really good. Now, we're not going to go through them all, but um, I, I, I'd like to call out a couple of them. I think the one that Kathy and I both enjoyed the most was one called Starling. Uh, by uh, Mitra Shahidi uh, which yeah, see, is wherever you, if you can find it and we'll write the name in the show notes go and watch it if you can find it somewhere it's yeah so often, often these can be available um, are made available on, on YouTube often they aren't because they're still in the festival circuit mm-hmm. and they won't become available till later um, but Starling is so so beautiful uh, it's the story of a um, it's quite harrowing um, the, you know uh, parents who have lost their child and, and, and all of this told you know like in best some of the best animation with no dialogue uh, and in a way that like younger kids didn't understand that text and just liked how it looked yeah the kids the kids didn't understand that these were grieving parents but they were at a birthday 
you know, they're celebrating the birthday of their lost daughter and then a star falls from the sky and is trying to reach them upon the wit, their wish that they've made. Um, and I won't spoil how it ends, but the uh, but it's it's this just really heartbreaking and and cute and beautiful, beautiful little yeah. journey that really struck me and Kathy. A little star- and, and like oh, it was funny because when that fl- that one ended and it's only a couple of minutes long, every adult in the audience is crying and the kids are just like, ha, that's like, a cute. Ha, what's next? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and well, one thing which also stood out to to us and I think our boys enjoyed as well was a, a short four minute um, <laughs> one called Cat, uh, which was a German one by Julia Ocker, and it's just about a cat making um, mouse soup and uh, the cat is following the recipe for mouse soup um, and is you know chopping in the vegetables um, and then you know you see her preparing the mice but she's kind of playing with the mice and and the mice are helping her with the recipe and she gets to the point where she's about to realizes in the in the recipe that mouse soup contains the mice and she um, so she uh, she kind of gets horrified at the, the, the idea of putting these mice yeah, in all of a sudden. So and as vegetarians, that kind of uh, uh, really appealed to us. As well. <laughs> and then the biggest one from the kids' short, the kind of biggest billing, was the Bono, Peter and the Wolf. Yeah, so bon- uh, so there's a, a short by Stephen McNally uh, and Elliot Deer called Peter and the Wolf, uh, which is based on illustrations that Bono did. And Bono kind of shows up in the beginning of it and is drawing in a weird... See, I Void. love that. So Bono and draws, the and then it becomes the animation. Dave thought it was too much. I thought it was I not it enough. Was, thought it was a bit lame. If you have Bono, one of the biggest stars in the world, like you have to put him in it. Though it's funny because Ask uh, is like, who's he? Yeah, I yeah see exactly. In it. <laughs> um, this I one, like the animation. He's a good drawer. This one seems to be the one that struck our, our uh, or stuck with our kids the most, which is surprising, or stuck with our eldest. Especially because, because the longest one, though, when it was the last one, so that could be. Something I guess to do it was a bit it. more meaty. I mean, I found it a bit slow, t- slow going, um, but I really got into it towards the end. Um, and it's yeah, it's the, the animation is very interesting. It's a bit sort of gloomy and dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 well done. So yeah, so there's a range of ones, uh, really interesting stuff there that but we saw. But shorts are great to bring kids to as well because there's loads to capture their imagination, and some kids have really short attention spans. So yeah, and it's only a 70 minute. Yeah, and if you have sit. any film festival near you where you live, and there is like a, a shorts, a kids shorts, just I totally recommend it for kids of any age. Like really can work on kids very young. But we also took them to the feature family gala, uh, which was. This year was Sirocco and the Kingdom of the Winds, a sort of Belgian-French movie uh, by director Benoit Chieu. Uh, I love listening to you butcher the director's (laughs) name. (laughs) I'm trying here. Um, Our kids are obsessed with this film. Yeah, they absolutely enthralled them. Uh, And I thought this was really interesting. It's got a... It's an animated film. It's got very, I would say, sort of Studio Ghibli-esque vibes to it in this in the in in terms of the animation style but also in the way it presents a sort of wonderful uh you know unusual alternate world that two sisters end up sort of stumbling into uh, and it's a it's a world that you know has been created by their aunt in a novel um it's kind of nominally they mention like a alice in wonderland link but i think other than falling into a new world I don't really particularly see an Alice in Wonderland like, no it was beautiful what really captured our kids I think is the main character Sirocco the quote unquote bad guy because he's just got a really cool aesthetic yeah and they when we came home he's and they wizard. never do this they wanted to like draw they were trying to draw the film now I'm sorry to say they're not particularly good artists and, <laughs> nor, and, are, nor are we nor are we and I we had a go as well despite being an arts and culture podcast 
Um, <laughs> but I've never seen them come home and try and draw a film before. So that just shows how much the animation caught their attention. Yeah. Um, caught my, you know, I thought the animation was beautiful. So and the story, the story was interesting. Um, there's, I thought it was, there's, there's this really sort of, um, there's a heartbreaking plot in it um, involving uh, uh, another character who I won't, who won't reveal. But this, I, I just Googled it. It's, this is on, um, this is, there's a page for this on Mubi. Now the oh, movie cool. doesn't appear to be available there yet. But I'm just showing the trailer. But it's, it's won a couple of awards, I think. So it's a great anime. Anyway, if you see it, Sirocco and the Kingdom of the Winds on a platform. We yeah, add it, add it to your movie yeah. playlist or seek it out. It is, it's, 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 re- it's really good, accessible stuff for all the family. Right, we've got two left. We're going to talk about All of Us Strangers and Fallen Leaves. But before we do, we're going to take a very quick break. Right, we're back. But before we do our last two uh, reviews, I'd just like to shout out some of our patrons over at our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Cinemile, The Cinemile High Club. So we've got some new patrons uh, recently, and I would like to shout out uh, Arjit Nag, uh, Fintan Geraghty, Calvin Silvera, Andrew Kevin Matthews, Alexis and Richard Deans. Uh, thank you all for joining uh, for the price of uh, three or four euro a month or whatever currency they paid in. Looks like somebody's in uh, Norway, maybe? What's a knock? I have anyway, no idea. Somebody's paying three knocks per month. <laughs> so for only th- uh, for only three knocks per month, you could, you could have <laughs> access to all of our uh, TV and retro movie reviews. So we're currently doing weekly recaps of For All Mankind. We usually do a monthly spoiler dive on a, a, a show we've been watching uh, and or we just do a roundup of loads of TV shows we're watching. Like this. We do this every month but about TV. And Dave's just finished Loki, so we'll be talking about Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, Loki season two, amongst other things. Um, and also we do a monthly retro film, which uh, our patrons vote on. Uh, and this month we are doing... Uh, movies based on TV shows and the winner was The Fugitive so we're going to watch that tonight and that will be up there and thank you patrons for joining and your support is always hugely appreciated and I hope you all availed of the 7 day free trial before you started paying because that's a brilliant feature on Patreon yes and of course uh, the other benefit to joining now that we are the best arts and culture podcast in Ireland is that you can become a patron of the arts yeah absolutely yes. and then you can put that on your CV exactly <laughs> <laughs> alright so um, All of Us Strangers I think it's easy to say this is the, the was the, the most hyped film at the, oh f- my at the God, festival yeah. right it was like waiting lists people were like messaging me and Dave there was like a hundred people on the waiting list asking for tickets right? And we're like, we can't get you tickets. We bought our tickets. The day they came out, I bought our tickets because I was like, this, everyone is obsessed with Paul Mescal, obviously. And then everyone is obsessed with the hot priest from Fleabag, a.k.a. Andrew Scott. Scott. Um, And they are in this together. They're in this together. uh, Albeit Andrew Scott's the star, actually. And um, this is a film I don't want to spoil anything about because it's got a really weird plot. Um... It's the director, the director-writer actually Andrew made, Haig. Andrew Haig made Looking, the TV show, which some of you might have watched, which is a HBO show that we loved about a group of gay friends in San Francisco and um, kind of navigating their life. So we were big fans of Looking, so we were super excited with him and these actors. Did not disappoint. Yeah, this is a beautiful film. I cried film. for at least half of the Oh my film. God, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I, yeah, I don't really want to speak too much to what Me it's neither. about either. It's, not, it's out um, in America in December and then it's out in UK and Ireland in January. So we probably won't post our review till January because most of our listeners are in the UK and Ireland. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so it's out in a while. So just seek it out. Seek it's, it out when you can see it. Yeah. It's honestly, um, the, all the actors are good. They're also uh, in this is Jamie Bell and Claire Foy, who are also brilliant. great. Yeah, they're, brilliant. But they're more in a supporting capacity. This is this is Andrew Scott's film. It's a it's a I feel bad heartbreaking. For him like, what a year to be up as an Irishman for a potential Best Oscar nomination because Best Actor. It's Killian Murphy's year for Oppenheimer. Oh, surely he'll like get it. Like any yeah, other yeah, yeah. year, um, but I I, I'm already thrilled and obsessed with the prospect of Andrew Scott and Killian Murphy like on the circuit together. I think he deserves he deserves he's a nomination amazing. for this. He is he's he's, he's so a standout. Good. I mean, Paul Mescal is also great as but always. He, he, Paul Mescal's just like his presence is ridiculous, right? In a film, like I just think he's he just leaps off the screen. I mean, Andrew Scott, though, we'd only ever seen in a supporting role. Fleabag well I had anyway so there is also I think a lot really of the hype is around if you want to see uh, Paul, Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott in a very steamy sex scene yeah oh that, you will get what you're looking for you'll get that for. in yeah, this yeah. as well oh, you much like it. Poor Things this didn't hold back yeah didn't, well um, no Poor Things had a lot more than this I'd say but this is um, I think it's lived up to all the hype and beyond actually and I actually can't wait to talk about it properly but we won't do that here other than to say it's a, it's a, it's a story about uh, loneliness and loss and heartbreak which kind of sounds very tough to to take but I think it's handled it's really delicately and beautifully we are um, sitting in the cinema watching it or in the theatre actually in the Everman Theatre and like in a sold out screening and I was just like God, this is such a brilliant film. I wish film festivals just ran all year because the amount of, like, the quality of the films we were watching and then you kind of drag out of it in the same week we might go and see other regular films in the cinema and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like we saw the Marvels. We saw the Marvels, like, right before all this. this Which, we I mean, we liked. I mean, yeah, we kind of liked the I Marvels. I know, but it's so, but it's it is such just, a come down to go from, like, it was such a... Yeah, it's like, whoa, <laughs> this is this is like real cinema here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's wonderful we won't say any more about it, but set your diaries and go and watch it when it comes out. Yeah, yeah, highly recommend. Now, last one we saw... Uh, was uh, Fallen Leaves by writer-director Aki Karismaki. By the way, it sounds like we saw loads of stuff. We didn't even scratch the surface. No, 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 no. So this many is, films that we that? We see. saw like seven things and there I, was... I wanted, to, like, I wanted to take days off work and just go and watch everything, but like it's really hard to do yeah, that. Yeah, the Taika Waititi movie was here, yeah, Next Goal anyway, Wins, but we missed it. We missed, but anyway, regardless, we supported the festival loads and everyone should support film festivals wherever you live because yeah. um, they're really hard to put on and people put so much work into them. And yeah, like they well come done, and go, right? Well done to all the team as well for, for doing this because yeah. it's an incredible um, amount of work. It's an incredible amount of work. But on to Fallen Leaves, the last one we watched, um, Build as a Comedy. Yeah. We learned retrospectively that this director is a little bit like, according to my Finnish friend who I spoke to about it, kind of the way like Shakespearean stuff might be called drama or tragedy. Sorry, tragedy or comedy. But it doesn't necessarily mean the comedies are funny, it just means they're not tragedies. That's also what Fallen Leaves is. And if you understand this director, he's got like 20 films, he's got a real particular style apparently. This is the first time we've watched him. So we kind of went in thinking we're getting a comedy. I was able to quickly um, shift and be like, fine, I'm not at a comedy, but I still really enjoyed the film. It's about, I think it's in his proletariat <laughs> I feel like series. you're accusing me of I'm not doing that. That's what, that's what that, that gap <laughs> felt like. The, apparently it's in his proletariat series and he makes films very much uh, in in the, this vein that this looked like it was actually set decades ago even though it's set now it's following two people which is really like, interesting really so like every, it looks like everyone's wearing 70s fashion um, it looks the like the decor is all very 70s but it's but they're talking about Zelensky talking on the radio about the Ukraine war yeah, yeah. and then it, it's two characters who are like extremely poor following them 
and really just following their lives. So I embraced it and I really enjoyed it, but I can also see how to an audience like us who doesn't know the director and doesn't really know what you're gonna watch when you know when you go to, cause it had received like um, acclaim at Cannes, which is what drew us to go in to watch it. And the dog won the Palm Dog <laughs> category in Cannes. So I was definitely- Well deserved dog. actually Great for that dog. dog. Apparently it's, a good it's dog. like the director's dog. Oh really? Um, so I I actually really enjoyed it, albeit I did come out of it slightly perturbed, like what was that film about? But I really enjoyed it and I loved the leading actress, thought she was wonderful. She's Swedish, but Finnish. Yeah, I didn't get on with this movie. I think both actors were, were great. This is, a, yeah, it's a, it's, this, it's a sort of a love story set to a very, uh, really sort of two people, two single people in middle age living on the breadline. It's quite, quite harrowing in that regard. It nearly felt like but, it was set in like the Soviet Union or something. Oh, it's it? real austere kind yeah. of stuff. And I mean, to the, to the yeah, anyway. Yeah. And, and I found all that stuff just like really chilling. Yeah. Um, um, but a, a, yeah, it's not like it's not like a, a Ken Loach film in that regard, and it's, it's kind of just not really. That's that's just background, and it's really about these two people kind of finding love. And I kept um, waiting for like the jokes to come in. The jokes. Are yeah, coming. it's not. As it went down and on, I was like, are the jokes coming? <laughs> so like, like, I didn't get this. I didn't get it. Okay, and I and I think there's a lot I really admire about it. I think I love, as, as we said, that aesthetic is really interesting and particular. Um, I think all of the characters in this movie just speak in very monotone, expressionless ways to each other. They just, and they, they kind of perform this perfunctory dialogue and there's lots of awkward silences and, and that's how people kind of converse. And, uh, and that feels very, it feels very much like a stylistic choice, which I respect. Um, and, and he, interestingly, he adds a, you know, they go to the cinema at one point and they watch uh, that Jim Jarmusch uh, film about the zombies um, and this is uh, that's clearly very also deliberate because he's got a very similar style to him where the characters don't speak like people you know they just kind of it's, it's like the writer just kind of performing stuff and it, and, and that, that's cool as a style um, but for me I just found it I couldn't connect with any of these people I wanted to see this is where I had a different experience because I really connected particularly with the lead actress but also the lead uh, male because I was like these are just two characters who don't speak a lot and I actually love their silent interactions and I found it quite romantic and I think one of the things the film there was a couple of times where I did laugh out loud but I noted you didn't so I think it was really a sensibility thing. Comment, and a couple yeah. of people in the audience did laugh at a couple of jokes as well, so. Yeah, the audience was vibing with this much more than me. Yeah. And look, comedy is subjective. I didn't find anything to be funny. <laughs> I didn't understand <laughs> why, what was meant to be funny when people were laugh. I mean, I, I, and I, I guess this is, maybe I was at the, uh, I, I got to experience what maybe some of the audience felt at poor things being in the minority. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't understand why everyone is You're laughing. Like, this is not a comedy! Like, like a guy, an alcoholic, takes a big drink and everyone started laughing. But it was the way the and film I'm like, set it up, though. I'm like, this is sad, right? But it um, was the way the film set it up. I anyway, guess. it's I, I think, um, I'm, I'm really glad we saw it because he's such a famous director and us plebs had never heard of him. Yeah. I guess it's now that we're Best Arts and Culture Podcast, this is the kind of stuff we'll be reviewing going oh, forward. Oh, is it? No, yeah. no. <laughs> Take me back to the Marvels. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cathy's genuinely being facetious. We're still 
we're still uh, going to the multiplex mainstream stuff. Oh, we're lowbrow. That's once we are. A year, we are lowbrow. That's where we're staying. Once a year, we will smash the corpses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you all the arty indie <laughs> stuff in one sitting, yeah. and then back to whatever whatever schlock is being peddled <laughs> at us. Because <laughs> we know that's what you guys want to hear. But anyway, I'm so excited because this year I made a Finnish friend called Sarah. Uh, we watched Sisu. And now we've seen oh, Fallen yeah. Leaves. So I now consider myself the eminent film critic of <laughs> Finland. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Well, we are also, this is a fun fact. We are also, for a period this year, we were the number one film podcast in Angola. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, no, yeah. we were in Finland as well. Oh, where were we? We were big we were, in Finland. We were in Finland for like a oh. week. I think it might be because I made a friend Sarah and she recommended it to Finnish people. Not anymore now that they find out <laughs> that I didn't like Fallen Leaves. Well, apparently his stuff doesn't always translate abroad. Um, but he has got received lots of acclaim I can anyway thank you everyone for listening we hope you enjoyed this roundup because we know everyone's favourite podcast are when we do our end of year roundup so we thought we'd do one a bit earlier just on the film festival and just yeah. to shout out well, all we'll- the amazing team at the film festival Fiona the CEO Deirdre's head of marketing Anna is an amazing programmer and there's just a whole huge uh, heap of them who work on it so congratulations to all of them and I can't wait to go again next year. Yes, and um, uh, if you missed anything we said, I'll put the names of all those films we watched in the uh, synopsis for this episode. And basically, just get ready for all of the strangers and poor things, because they're the ones you're all Those are two see. incredible movies. Please yeah. go out and seek them. Um, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.